Aloha, I'm Marcia Sortino. Welcome to Pay Radio, talk radio worth listening to. To all our regular listeners, thank you for coming back. To all our new listeners, congratulations. You just discovered one of the most powerful talk radio shows there is. As we get ready for this class, I suggest you find something to take notes with. Every show is packed with all sorts of inspiring, insightful ideas, ahas, and breakthroughs. While you find some paper and a pen, I wonder, how many people do you know are paid to learn, then paid to teach what they learn? I'll put that another way. I'm both a student and a teacher of Pay Me What I'm Worth. By the time I complete my class as a student, the money I'm paid to teach Pay Me What I'm Worth will cover what I paid Seoul University, and then some. At the end of our class, I'll tell you how to become a paid student and teacher for this life-changing journey. It's time to meet my class. We decided to be collectively known as Team Seekers. Here they are. This is Cindy Ashwine from Slingerlands, New York. Thank you for joining us on our radio show. I hope that you will be inspired by what you hear today. Hey, everybody. Green Mays, and I am from Latrobe, Pennsylvania. This is David H. Paul from St. Cloud, Minnesota. Hello, Chris Peters, and I'm from Brandon, Manitoba, Canada. Rick and I live in Hawaii. Aloha. Aloha. This is Cheryl from Hawaii. And finally, Aloha. Soul here, author of Pay Me What I'm Worth and Marsha's co-pilot on this journey. I hope we've given you enough time to grab a pad of paper and a pen to take notes. Our class starts now. We are on exercise 21, which is still laundry time. Meaning, have we taken a real deep look at our mental laundry? What has bubbled up from that? Step one had to do with collecting those bad memories and really taking a look at them. The concept of forgiveness comes to play. I'm just going to ask everybody, what is forgiveness? What does forgiveness mean to each person here at Team Seekers? Why do you think there is such a concept as forgiveness? What's that all about? For me, the concept of forgiveness really was for me because in all the things that I participated in in my life, in all the things that I looked at when I looked at my timeline, I could easily see the other person's part. But now I had to take a look at my part. My part wasn't too pretty. <laughs> but I did take a look at it. When I think of forgiveness, it's really for me to be able to release and let go of all the crap that keeps coming into my mind every time I remember something about something that happened or someone in my life. When I was able to actually release it and forgive myself, it felt so good to know that I have freed myself of 
that doubt, that shame, that guilt, that worry that was around that event. And now I'm free with it. I'm able to actually look at that painful experience and it's not painful anymore. So can we just go around the table and let's find out what your thoughts are on forgiveness. What does it mean to you? Forgiveness, the cornerstone of everything. I have no control over anybody else, what I thought they did to me, or how I perceive what happened. I have no control over that. I have no control over any of that. I do have a whole lot of control over that I am 100% responsible for is what's going on inside of me. Going through all the stinky emotions and memories was a good thing because I knew I was going to put all that stinky laundry into the washing machine and use my pure brand name forgiveness on it. What's been really cool is to experience, for me, it comes down to this, inside of me, it serves me and it serves everybody else for me to forgive. It serves me and everybody else for me to be at peace, no matter what. Anything less than that leaves something to be desired on the end of who does it serve. It just leaves a little bit to desire. Walking around with resentments, boy, I've had some big resentments. My kids point them out. <laughs> they go, you're still hanging on to that, Dad? So when would now be the perfect time, Dad, to let that go? <laughs> and I say, <clears throat> no. <laughs> Okay. This exercise was kind of like, yes, finally, let's just do the laundry. <laughs> Love that metaphor. <laughs> Love it. So it really was delightful. I have this new fresh feeling of forgiveness for forgiven laundry now. It's like it's amazing. Yum. <laughs> I love that one. That, to me... <laughs> shows how much we can really release so much of the past and how we can just move forward from there. Marsha, that brings up a really good point because you said release. One of the things I'm learning in this chapter, too, is the, the difference between healing, which can seem to go on and on and on and on forever, and release, which means I'm done with this now. I am no longer bound to this. And that's what forgiveness, the process is supposed to do. It's supposed to get to me to the point where I am no longer bound to this. I'm done with it. And I can choose to never go back to it again. And I can also choose from here on out what my actions are going to look like. I don't know. I've just learned how to be more tolerant. I've learned how to forgive people easier, I guess. I make mistakes too, so I'm not as hard on people anymore when they screw up. I'm learning to realize that we all make mistakes and that's how we learn. That's about it. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's a big step for you, Chris, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, there's still a lot of things that I wish I could change, but I can't, except well, I can only change the future. I'm just going to keep going, man. That's all I can do. For me, it's letting go of the past. I think we just have to let go of the past and move on. We're supposed to be living in the present, living in the moment, looking forward to the future, 
And if we hold on to that old stuff, we're never going to be able to move on into our present and the future. And in order to have a happy and healthy life, that's why we have to forgive. That's what forgiveness means, is being able to let go. So just so that I'm clear, Cindy, when you're using the word we, are you talking okay, about... I. I. Okay, just checking. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Okay. <laughs> it's tricky, isn't it? Let's talk about this release thing. Okay. Forgiveness. Release. When I release something, I don't need to talk about it anymore. I don't need to bring it up. If it is brought up, meaning someone in my family or friends or whatever, they bring it up and I say, well, I'm done with that. What is it about it that you're not done with? <laughs> yep. Right? Right. Uh-huh. That's a good way to put it. Because think about this. As society, aren't we taught that forgiveness is like this thing hovering over our head all the time? And it's like, well, wait a minute. I released that. The sun's shining on my side. Why are you still in a thunderstorm? (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. That is so true. If we don't release it and we keep it and we keep looking at it and we keep discussing it, that is just sabotaging myself. Doing Bingo. something like that is sabotaging myself. Yeah, I don't need right. to keep doing that. Then we invoke, how does that saying go? I forgot who said this. Was it Einstein? or I can't remember who this was. Doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different outcome is the oh, closest step to insanity or whatever. What insanity is. Exactly. So if I'm constantly forgiving something, over and over and over and over and over again, what am I doing? <laughs> you're on the cycle of insanity. Yeah. Because you're not, you're not believing, you're not believing well, in yourself. And, and right. you're not it's believing called, in that love and forgiveness. For me, it's called self-abuse. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I want to continue. Oh, oh, I forgave that. I'm going to tell this whole story about how I've forgiven that and how we need to do that. Nonsense. All I'm doing is I'm beating myself with the same end of the stick I was before. And society approves. When you oh, do absolutely. It. Oh, I, oh, I totally understand where you're coming from, sweetheart. Of course you'd feel that way. Who needs that? Right. And aren't we considered suspect if we let it go? <laughs> yes. We're considered terrible because we are above that. That's how they think we're looking at ourselves. We're above that. And we should be asking for forgiveness. So, yeah. How dare you? Yeah, how dare you? How dare you not justify my anger and rage with you? (laughs) I have every right to be resentful. David, you're just living in denial, honey. You're just living in denial. You haven't really forgiven yourself. You're just living in denial. (laughs) You know, that's how I can justify you being better than me because you're just really in denial. You just haven't figured it out yet. When you finally get in touch with the fact that you're fooling yourself and you're in denial. When I do the work on myself, I know what I'm doing. I feel it. It ripples to others because I'm not that same person anymore. 
that I was in my past. I feel the difference. I know the difference. I know that my responses and my reactions are going to be different because I've done the work. I don't need to justify that to anybody. Thus, you're in that space of unconditional love. Yes. And you don't have to justify to anyone anyways, no matter what you do or don't do. You don't have to justify it to anyone. They shouldn't even question or ask you about it. So making it personal here, Cindy, for Chapter 6, Cindy, my goal with each person in this class, with Chapter 6, is for you all to become intimately familiar with a level of forgiveness that's appropriate for yourself so that whatever needs to be let go, whatever level, it's let go. Because the work we're going to continue to do together, if there's doo-doo that you haven't let go, is it fair to say that you're going to copy-paste that doo-doo on everything we do? Going forward, one of the most threatening things that people will find themselves distancing from you is when you're at peace and you're genuinely at peace and they're not at peace and they need you to not be at peace so that they can feel okay with not being at peace. (laughs) Did that make any sense? Yes. I see what you're saying there. David, how many times have you run into somebody because you've now gotten to a level of peace that they look at you like you've got a third eye growing out of your nostril? Very, very often. One of my favorite things that I love it when folks say, God, you're weird. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) That also brings up notions to me and something that I uncovered this week in this exercise has has been, I'm at peace. I can see all the other chaos around me. It's really fun to choose not to participate in it. It's also really fun not to choose not to go, well, I wonder why they can't, I don't even go there. Who does that serve? certainly doesn't feel good for me to go there. That person's perfect just the way they are, and I don't have to change a thing. Because it's not mine to change. And that applies to each of us. We are perfect. Marcia, do you remember your first time through with this, with Team Clarity, and I threw this out there in this chapter, that you are perfect? Oh, absolutely. Yes. What happened? I had ripples going through my body, just understanding that My creator made me a perfect being. That unconditional love has always been there for me. Whether I was aware of all that is a different story back then. I was too wrapped up in my own crap. I wasn't aware. I wasn't awake to it. Having you say that once again, that I was created a perfect being, which meant I was loved perfectly, according to the Creator. Everything that has happened to me in my past, yes, there are consequences for my actions, but I'm 
taking ownership of what I did. I'm taking a look and I'm moving forward with the love that the Creator has for me. That includes all the forgiveness that's ever been there. So I can move forward. It was so freeing and so releasing to know that whoever created me created me so perfect to be able to become aware and to bring out my potentiality on this journey in the very end of all that's happened. That was great. What can I say? (laughs) (laughs) What's happening for you all when you hear me say to you, you're perfect? Are you aware that perfection is an ever-evolving state? Okay, now that you put it that way, that makes it more clear now. I yeah, think he, that everybody changed the definition. Ah, now I feel the sunlight coming out. <laughs> I, think about I've this, ladies and gentlemen. I've never questioned my divinity or thought that anything was less than perfect, ever. Exactly. How could it be? Yeah, I think that everybody's perfect. It's only that they need to realize it. And a lot of the time that it's their self-worth just keeping them from feeling their perfectness. Doubt, guilt, shame, worry. Right, absolutely. Wonderful seasonings to help you feel less than perfect. Every time I hear someone say, well, I'm not perfect, it's like, wow. So that's amazing. You've gotten some sort of divine communique that you out of the creation of beautiful perfection you're the one speck that's not perfect? It's like, what the heck did you do to earn that title? <laughs> reading the wrong book. I look at the notion that each day I'm aware that my own being is able to do what it can do with what it has. Some days I can do more, some days I do less, based on my own physical capabilities. And that's constantly changing. And for me to say that I'm more or less perfect from one day or another is an ego-based, analyzing, controlling mechanism designed to help the chaos committee to take over rule. Right? Follow? Follow. I follow. Do you want that chaos committee in your head? No. What happens to the chaos committee when a true state of forgiveness settles into your beingness? Can the chaos committee survive? They don't exist. Exactly. Right. They just stay quiet. (laughs) The chaos committee is the dirty, stinky laundry. Mm, That's right. Now, what happens is sometimes we get conned and we buy the off-brand detergent, forgetfulness. We think we're buying forgiveness, but we save a few dollars and we buy forgetfulness. (laughs) What's some of the problems with using the laundry detergent forgetfulness when we do a load of mental laundry? All these will turn into physical symptoms called disease. 
if you carry this shit with you and you don't release it and forgive yourself, that's what disease is for vibrational beings. And we carry this stuff within us, each and every cell. So if we got this stuff in there and we keep carrying it around, we give it to our children. Our children give it to their children. It's passed on through vibration. So if you can't forgive yourself, basically, you're killing yourself and you're giving yourself a disease. Let's just say it that way to be blunt. Yeah, good example. And the best way for me to maintain forgetfulness, keep on the doubt, keep on the shame, keep on the worry, and keep on the guilt. Amen and hallelujah. Yeah. This gives a whole new meaning to our ground rules, doesn't it? Oh, yes. Yes, it does. It absolutely defines the ground rules exactly as they were intended for. I have one responsibility, forgiveness. I have one responsibility. One. One of the other that items. That makes sense what everyone is saying now. I get it. What clicked, Cindy? What clicked? Oh, what was just said about, like, for instance, I may not see myself as perfect, but how the divine sees you. What someone else just said now about we can't forgive ourselves, then we bring disease upon ourselves, and it carries on to all other generations. And I'm thinking, maybe I haven't been able to forgive myself, and maybe that's why I have a lot of sickness in my body. And the trick here, Cindy, is we have a society set up where we, we put forgiveness on a pedestal. We say we want forgiveness, yet when we're granted forgiveness, there's this part inside us that doesn't believe it's really happened. Doubt, guilt, shame, and worry kicks in. Did it really, really happen? So we forgive ourselves again and again. And then all of a sudden, one of the most precious gifts that we have, and I say absolutely precious, is intuition. As children, as babies, as young infants, we trust our intuition because we don't know any better, right? Right. When we're happy, we chuckle and coo, and when we're sad, we cry, and when we have to poop and pee, we poop and pee. Our intuition kicks in and says, all right, let her go, and we let her go, right? (laughs) But then something happens as we grow up, and our egos turn on, and our egos look at our intuition and go, hmm, what's that over there? What's this intuition thing? And now all of a sudden we've got this checkbook relationship with our intuition starting, right? Mm -hmm. What I mean by that is, whereas before I trusted my intuition, now I have this little scorecard going on. Okay, I trusted my intuition this time and it worked. Check, positive side. Yeah, I trusted my intuition this time. Oh, no, it mm -mm, shouldn't have done that. Check on the negative side. And we go through this scorecard keeping to where the intuition just says, I'm out of (laughs) here. What's your relationship with your intuition these days? So, Marcia, as you reflect back before you started this program and to where you're at now with this program, how has your relationship with your intuition changed, if any? My relationship with my intuition, I believe, has gotten much stronger. I just can hear the divine talking to me, giving me, telling me things and inspiration, I can feel the vibration that 
I am getting better with myself. I am better. It's not I'm getting better. I am better every day. There we go. There we go. Let's do a roll call. Let's go right down the line. Chris, based on where you started and where you're at right now, if you were to ponder your relationship with your intuition, would you say that your relationship with your intuition has stayed the same, has gotten better, or has gotten worse since you've been in the Pay Me What I'm Worth program? It's gotten better, much better. I know now when I catch myself all the time if I'm not following that or if I'm analyzing something too much. I've been learning to catch myself and not listen to it, I guess. So the difference here is as your explorer comes more online, your relationship with your intuition is growing. Yep. Cheryl, Rick? I feel like since I've been in Pay Me What I'm Worth, that I've taken my intuition out of the sheet. And I'm sharpening that thing so sharp every day. It's allowed me to focus a lot on my intuition, even though I was very focused on that for my whole life. It's given me more insight on myself to where that I'm living in my intuition every day. That's where I always am. I agree. It made me grow quite a bit with my intuition, too. I can feel more things inside of me. I feel it more with my body and everything instead of just judging everything with my mind. Mm, Okay. I believe that there has been a change in my intuition. I feel more close to my divine power within me, my relationship with that divine. I hear and feel more clearly. I feel the divine presence more. Yum. Yum. I feel David smiling. Is it true you're smiling, David? (laughs) I busted. (laughs) Has my intuition become more prominent since starting Team Seekers? Yes. My intuition has become more enhanced. I think I'm just more aware of it. I'm just more aware of my intuition, more aware of my... And see, to me, intuition and explorer are the same thing. Mm. Exactly the same thing for me. The more I jump out of bed every morning going, what's coming today? I'm so excited. (laughs) The more that I'm in that vibration, it's happening more and more and more. The better things go. The more cool people come into my life. The more donations flow. The more... Life and goodness flows. The more people come out of the woodwork saying, can I help? Hey, would you need a volunteer on that? It's really fun. It's really fun. Yeah, so definitely the intuition. I think I'm just much, much more aware. It feels a whole lot better to focus on my intuition and that inside and that heart space. It just feels so much better than the other story. And is it fair to say, David, that you're keeping less of a scorecard now with your intuition? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I've kind of... <laughs> I tossed the scorecard out. I really have. Oh, worked that time. Oh, it didn't work that time. 
my six pages of notes I took on you, so yeah, those those had to go too. That was a part of the house. <laughs> Excellent. It's like really come on. <laughs> Just to be open, look forward to the day, and know that something amazing is gonna be in store today. Because I know that my intuition is at work. With my divine, exactly. they're planning things, and I'm like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready for the surprises that come my way. That kind of feeling, that kind of joy. I like yeah. that. As you know, I started out a pretty analytical dude. No. I don't know if I was taking six pages of notes. <laughs> <laughs> but I had to take a second introspection, and I had to come from the mind space instead of the heart space. I thought it was coming from the heart space, so that's pretty crazy. <laughs> I mistook feeling for thinking. The problem I think I had in the beginning is I thought it was fine. Then I created an illusion that I was really using my heart instead of my mind. and didn't make any sense. So I started really, really trying to explore, not just doing exercises for the sake of doing it or doing it because of the sake of doing it or doing things for requirements, just because it felt good or I wanted to do it. I know if I want to do something, if something feels good to me now, I don't really think a lot about it like before I would think, do I really want to invest in myself? Do I really want to go up and talk to this person? What if somebody thinks this of me? What if I have a bad opinion about myself and I'll create all this social anxiety for nothing? By doing that, it stunted my growth and the people around me. Now I know I don't have to feel worried anymore. I don't have to feel doubt or shame. I am me. I forgive myself. I just use my intuition and go through life and enjoy it now instead of trying to think, oh, what's the best possible outcome? How do I do this? Is this the best way to approach somebody? Thinking, thinking, thinking all the time, creating a bunch of scenarios that don't really make sense, that may never happen. So that's where I'm at. I'm glad to hear that because, ladies and gentlemen, something to really ponder here. The goal of this chapter, and as you get ready to do your Worth Passport page for Chapter 6, which is what's happening next week, forgiveness is like that wet washcloth that you use to wash the old-fashioned chalkboard. You can use erasers on chalkboard, but there's still the powder on the chalkboard. There's, or now in the modern day, the whiteboard. You can use the, the erasers on the whiteboard, but you generally see a faint little image of what was there before. On whiteboards, you've got to get out the spray bottle and the Windex and the cloth and wash it off. And forgiveness is a washing. Forgiveness is a releasing. Forgiveness is a restoration, a reconnection to our intuition. Our intuition is literally the gateway drug to our potential. <laughs> Think about that, how our intuition is ready to guide us to our fullest potential if we listen. Right? Right. right. 
I want that drug. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we need to listen to Divine to stay on the right path this time. Exactly. Yes. And with forgiveness working, always, and this is that big, big, juicy cherry bomb that I think Marcia's still, there's some remnants kind of hanging out there, but <laughs> unconditional love, that which we live in, unconditional love. Every major religious and spiritual box that I've ever studied talks about unconditional love being ever-present. Well, I throw this notion out there that because of unconditional love, it's always there. There's no need for forgiveness. So I can listen to my intuition freely. Now, does that blow things open a little bit? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Unconditional love means there's no condition that I will place on you for you to experience my love. There is no condition that the divine is going to say to you, look, unless you do this and you act this way and you bow this way and you wear this and you blah, 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 then I love you. No. Worth. The source of our worth is rooted in unconditional love. Yeah? Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Conditional. Thank goodness. Condi- <laughs> conditional love is the source of worth decay. When I start placing conditions on my love, I'm going to start judging you. I'm going to start inspiring you to feel doubt, guilt, shame, and worry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So as you get through chapter six and you do your mental laundry and you're getting in touch with, <sighs> wow, squeaky clean, woohoo! <laughs> you're going to feel more and more energy coming back online. Is that a fair statement, Marcia? Do you feel more energy coming back online? Oh, yes. I feel so much more alive and aware. It just feels so good to know that I know that my divine is at work. She's always with me. She feels good and happy. She feels the love. That unconditional love is always there for her now. So, whereas in the past, yeah, I would deprive myself of that unconditional love. Well, what the heck am I doing that for? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Not a control freak there, are we? No! (laughs) (laughs) It's awesome to connect with your child self again. If more people did that, they'd probably all leave the establishment. (laughs) There wouldn't be one in the first place, actually. That's right. True, yeah. Very true. They would know better. They'd be more aware. And they'd say, hey, my divine self is worth it. (laughs) I think one of the things that I really liked out of the chapter six of reading it in the book, one of the things I picked up 
was the idea of asking a person what they learned from a situation that they were like whining about or complaining about or something like that. I guess the reason I liked it because if you ask them what they learned, then it makes them become aware that there is something to learn from the situation. Also, it makes them kind of realize that they're going through one of the poor me attitude type stories, that they're holding on to it and don't let go. Great point, Cheryl. I agree. It's such a much better way to listen to somebody's woes me or poor me story by turning it on them and asking them what they learned from it. It just makes so much sense, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely, because then they realize, too, what they're doing. Well, hopefully they realize what they're doing when you ask them. Yeah. It doesn't demean them or anything like that, either. They keep their worth. It just makes them think a little bit. Right. Or hopefully you can get them to explore it rather than analyze it. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Perfect. I think uh, I had quite a few ahas from chapter six. (laughs) One of my ones that I'm still like going through is realizing that all of us have perceived traumas in our life and that we carry them through to our everyday life, like from our memories and stuff like that. And then we can pass them on. I know I said this before in the show, in this class, but we could pass it on to our kids. I learned that that we can all release these past traumas through forgiveness and unconditional love. So what did I learn from getting hit by lightning? Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Not a damn. You always had the answer inside of you. That's why. (laughs) It's always been there. Time to close this class. What did you get out of this show? We truly want to know. Simply post in the comment box at the bottom of this page. After hearing so many people experience so many ahas, I wonder, are you ready to take this class yourself? We start new classes each time we have 12 or more people ready to go. You're listening to Marcia Sortino, Team Seekers, Team Captain. Get in touch to learn how to become one of Pay Me What I'm Worth's paid instructors today. And remember, before you go, think about who else would enjoy our classes. Post this show on your social networking sites to help more people enjoy some weekly wit and wisdom. Aloha. Aloha.